1: Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. That's area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Good to be with you on this program. Uh, your calls are needed. All you've got to do is call area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Time to get your Bible. Time to talk about the Word of God. Time to deal with theology, church history, systematic theology, your questions. All you've got to do is call area code 866 423 9578. Area code 866 423 9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Waiting for your call right now. Uh, we're going to go to the phone lines and talk to Gary. In Pontiac, see what's on his mind. Hello, Gary. How you doing?
2: Uh, yes, Pastor Moss. I'm um, sure up with your church that you've um, studied the book of Daniel. And uh, Daniel is a very interesting book, and I believe it reveals the intent. time. And I want to see. I think we agree on this, too, because you do believe there's fa- going to be a false prophet and an Antichrist, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, the book of Revelation. I listen,
2: mm-hmm. Other programs I've listened to, and they believe in the book of Daniel has been already been fulfilled. And I, I believe they're they're terribly wrong and they're teaching wrong. So I want to read a, a point uh, in Daniel, the 11th chapter It says, um, and the king shall do according to his will. The thing that's interesting, is it says he'll be a king.
1: Uh-huh. Do, you,
2: do you remember reading that?
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: And, and and he shall exalt himself and magnifies himself above every god and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods. Mm-hmm. That's that's our that's the true god and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished for that is determined shall be done. Neither shall regard the god of fathers nor the desire of woman. So it sounds like he'd be a Jew, right?
1: Well, what happens is it sounds as if uh, not so much that he would be a Jew. What we've got to realize is that when, when did the first mention? Of a Messiah, of uh, occur in the Scripture.
2: Well, that was prophesied in Genesis, but also mainly
1: in the New Testament. Yeah, it was prophesied way in Genesis before there even was any Jews, right? What you're talking about? There, would be a there you. What, we, what you're talking about is something that is called the Proto Evangelon, right, where the promise was made right. that the seed that was born of the woman would be uh, the Messiah. Uh, so that's what, uh, in fact, that was uh, talked about. In Genesis 3.15, and you're you're right to say it's in the Old Testament, and in Genesis, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. That's the same thing that Paul quotes in Romans 16.20 to prove that it's, uh, to show that it's Jesus. So what happens is, actually, not just amongst the Jews, but even before there were any Jews, that this uh, the idea or the prediction of a Messiah coming was was already there, and we see that in uh, uh, right there in Genesis chapter 12, and, and you went to the right uh, book in terms of that. In terms of the people, Gary, and it's amazing to me that people could say that the book of Daniel is fulfilled uh, because I mean all over the book, just as you've already realized, that it's talking about futuristic futuristic things, right? In Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1, At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which uh, stands for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, that's tribulation, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time, and at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And then... Uh, just to show uh, 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 how right you are about Daniel not being fulfilled already. Here in Daniel chapter uh, 12 and verse 2, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever. So here he is talking about the resurrection, which is definitely something uh, in, 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 that you know as well as I know and many, that that's not fulfilled yet. So Daniel can't be, as the preterists want to say, some of them, a book already fulfilled. It is a book talking about the future. I thank you, Gary. I thank you for that discussion and bringing that stuff out. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Your time to call. Let me get my bell. I have a bell that I use when you guys aren't calling. And uh, Luke leaves it for me here. So whenever this bell is ringing, I need callers. Why? Because when you're talking, I'm talking, then the Bible is talking. So call that number, area code 866-423-9578. Luke's just laughing. Call if you have any questions at all about the Word of God. Appreciate it, as I appreciate McCoy from Detroit calling right now. Hello, McCoy. How you doing? All right. How you feeling, Pastor Ma? Just great, buddy. Thanks for calling. I got three short questions. Sakam them to me. sakam them to me. Sock em to me. Okay. Three.
3: Okay. The first question I like to know is when was Satan's fall? Was it before God created the earth?
1: Okay. So when or, did when did Satan fall? Right. All right. Okay. Now that one, while we can't give you an exact time in terms of date definitely there's some information I believe that the Bible can give on that subject for sure and I think uh, that uh, the information can be found over in job in job's writing where uh, job describes something uh, very interesting that lets us know something about uh, uh, that could answer that particular uh, that particular question and that would be over in job chapter 38 where it says and let's read into this uh, job chapter 38, and oh, where should I start? Uh, at verse, uh, I'll start at verse one. Actually, yeah, we can we can do that. Job thirty eight and one. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Because, you know, Job had been complaining. Well, he was. He was, he was a man of faith, but yet he was complaining, and he was uh, wondering why. He couldn't understand why he was in the situation he was. Uh, he found out at the end that God was using him in a, co- a context, actually, between him and the devil. Verse 3, but God tells him, uh, uh, you know, that you can't know everything. In verse 3, he says, Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee, and answer thou me. What hast th- uh, what hast thou? Where were thou? I'm sorry. It says where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. So he says to Job, Well, if you know so much, then tell me what was happening around creation time, <laughs> during creation. Who hath laid the measures thereof? If thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? Here's the key verse, McCoy. verse seven. When the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy. So here, the morning stars, that's referring to the angels, all right? Of which Lucifer was one of them, all right? So definitely the angels were there beholding creation as God was creating the rest of the universe. He created them and then he created the universe. And so they were singing and praising God as he was doing that. So, uh, So definitely we know this. That Satan had to fall uh, after the earth was already created, because the next time we see him, uh, because we can only assume he was with, he was you know he was doing what God said initially, but he fell, uh, and so he so the uh, the fall of the devil occurred uh, uh, after creation, uh, because then we see him on the earth manipulating the uh, the uh, serpent. Mm-hmm. All
3: right. Now the other question was about the, you know, of an Isaiah God said so he created evil. Uh-huh. And so that that was the timing. I'm like, okay, so when was the evil created? Was it during before the fall, before Adam and Eve was created? Or, you know,
1: Oh, don't go there. Before don't go there, the, McCoy. Uh, uh, don't yeah. go there. God did not create evil. What kind of theology are we pushing now? <laughs> well, God created knows, evil. Right there, and, he said that he said
3: he created good. And, well, he created, well, that's the way the King James
1: read, read it. Oh, so, so you're saying that in the Bible, it says that God created evil. Right. McCoy, man, I, I would slap your lips if I was there with you. I'd slap your lips now.
3: <laughs> no what is it? I'm looking at Isaiah. I think it's the forty three or forty five. Well yeah, you're there. right
1: now. It's in Isaiah chapter forty five, verse seven. Yeah, you're right. Here's what it says. It says I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I do all these things. You're right. That's what it says. It says that, right? Isaiah forty five and seven, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace, and I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. But here's the problem. Here's the problem, right? The Scripture says something, but how is it to be interpreted? Let me ask you a question, question, McCoy, that's going to blow your mind. All right? You're going to say that God created evil? Then you tell me, what is evil? What is evil, sir? Define evil. evil. Give me a definition of evil.
3: You know what I would... Tried to say most of the time, evil would have something to do with darkness.
1: Oh, so it's as dark as evil?
3: And,
1: a a so nice dark night, not
3: like, that, like not like not, not like in the sense of night, in the sense, but it's um, how can I say uh, some type of voidness, or just a representation of something. I think that's what darkness. Darkness, like yeah, so dark. darkness
1: alone is evil? When you cut out the light, it's evil? No, not A nice story, dark. Not. What is the definition not. of evil? Now, you well, said God created it, McCoy. Good. You got to tell me what it is. <laughs> I
3: can't tell you what
1: it is. <laughs> <laughs> then why are you accusing? <laughs> then, McCoy, tell me, why are you accusing God of doing something you can't define?
3: Well, here's the thing, man. Yeah. cause all I did was just read it in the Bible. I was calling you to get the interpretation of it. Okay. Well, so so I can get an understanding, you know.
1: Okay, well know. listen, what what you're saying is legitimate, right? What you're saying is legitimate. It's a good question too. The answer to it though, remember everything is in definitions. Uh what something says, we gotta determine hermeneutically what it means. So, uh the so first, if we say God created evil, then we have to define evil. And the Bible even helps us with that. That's how great the Bible is. McCoy, in Numbers, in chapter 20, okay, hold on. We're about to get a definition of evil, all right? And, and then that helps us to understand what it means in Isaiah 45 and 7, where it says in Numbers chapter 20, verse 5, hearkening back to uh, the children of Israel being delivered from Egyptian bondage in the wilderness. says it, verse 5, they complained when they were coming out of uh, Egyptian bondage uh, and saw all the miracles of God. They started complaining because when they got to the wilderness, there's something that they discovered here in Numbers 20 and 5. And wherefore, have you made us to come up out of Egypt to bring us under this evil place? Now, they called the place where they went an evil place. Now, why did they call it an even evil place? Because witchcraft was there. The devil was there. No. They said, why did you bring us into the wilderness, right, into this evil place? They said, it is no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates. Neither is there any water to drink. So that's why they called the place evil. Evil was used to describe that place. Yeah, they they were in like the wilderness, you know, Uh, no figs, no vines. It was evil. So why was the place where they went evil? Why does evil uh, why does evil, why is it used to define the, uh, the wilderness that they were in where they couldn't find the food and water that they wanted? Because of no life, I guess. Well, here's the thing. Evil is not a substance like what we see in witchcraft where a witch does something with her wand and something comes out of it, okay, or something like that. Evil is the absence of good. When you take good away, then you have evil. Sex in itself is good. God created it. He created it for marriage. It becomes evil when you take the good away. Okay. So that's what evil is. So God, uh, when it talks about God creating evil, uh, no, what God did was he allowed angels as well as mankind to make a choice. When you choose what is not good, that becomes evil. God creates it in the sense of allowing it. But it's not God who makes a person or creates uh, evil. Evil is the absence of what is good. So once we define it that way, then we understand that uh, Satan uh, uh, himself, you know, he, by his choice, he became evil. And also evil has another meaning, the evil of, uh, of the d- definition of evil. When God says that he brings evil on a place, uh, the word means destruction, right? Destruction. In other words, when God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, okay, it was evil to them, okay? So, but to God, that was his judgment, okay? So, so the term evil, uh, when it means destruction, when God brings evil on a place of destruction, that's not talking about sin. That's talking about God judging a place because of the fact, or a nation, or, you know, or persons, because they did things they had no business doing. So, no, God did not create evil, but he does bring destruction, which is evil to the people who receive the destruction, like in the flood or in Sodom and Gomorrah. And But evil is always the absence of that which is good. And that's what we do when we take away from the good.
3: Right. Uh, that's good. That's understandable. The last question was this one.
1: Oh, no. Now you got your last one. Where are we going now?
3: All right. <laughs> I'm going back to the Garden of Eden. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Paradise that Adam was uh, created outside of the garden. And if I read the Bible correctly, God put him in the garden. Right. How long was Satan in the garden? Because you don't never hear or see anything until uh, Eve comes on the scene with the conversation with Satan. Okay. So I'm trying to put in my mind, well, you know, the time, what, how long, how did he get there in the garden? Did he fall when he fell? You know, was that where he was, you know, how did he got into the garden, you know? So how long, you know, was he already there when he got placed at Adam in the garden? You listen, know, that's what I'm, listen
1: here, McCoy. McCoy, who you do know, you, you brother, listen, who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? We're looking at Genesis here. You're asking me how long was Satan in the Garden of Eden? Now, I'm sorry. The answer to that, we don't know. You got all the answers. Well, that answer, I don't have it because it's not in the Bible. The Bible doesn't tell us how long it was. In fact, that's interesting, though, because I've always surmised as well. How long were they in the Garden before the temptation took place and all of that? We really don't know. The Bible does not right. tell us, yeah, and so, so therefore, it, it, so you say it's what? Now? One
3: of the secret things that belongs to
1: God. <laughs> well, you're right. There's some things that Do we will not find. That's the fo- best answer I came up
3: with. That's the best answer I came up with because I was thinking like you. How long was there? Is there before the temptation and all this came about?
1: But, but here's the thing. It's, it's not that your question is illegitimate because you're right. These are things we ask. But what happens? We are all of us are limited by biblical data, and so where there's no data to describe it, we really can't give an answer. If we gave one, it would be speculation. But you're right, you quoted a good verse uh, over in Deuteronomy 29, 29, where this is what God says to you about that, McCoy. Here's what he says. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we might do all the words of this law. So, McCoy, if it's not revealed to you, just leave it alone. <laughs> Okay. Just wait, just wait on the revelation, That's right. Me and you both will be sitting at Jesus's feet, and he'll he'll explain the rest to us. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you for calling. Thank you for your three questions. Appreciate it. All right. Gonna take a break. John, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
4: Yeah, yeah. Helping our troops to be their best means ensuring they get the right level of physical activity, nutrition, and importantly, sleep. And if you're sharing barracks, then the enemy of sleep is snoring. To snore less, use Mute. Mute is an easy-to-use nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. Thanks to Mute, you'll get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth. So you'll snore less, sleep more, and everyone in your barracks or your bedroom will be happier. Whatever your mission in life, if you want to be at your best, win the battle against snoring with
5: Mute! Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better.
3: Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join Joe Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7 AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133
4: award-winning christian country singer lisa daggs has written her incredible story of unshakable faith
0: in her new book hey this is lisa daggs 30 years ago i was sitting in a prison cell facing three to five years behind bars on drug charges i had just one thing to hold on to my faith in god and my trust in god's love was rewarded in ways that were impossible to imagine But when life is at its worst, God is at his best. My new book is called No Turning Back Regardless. How God rescued me, redeemed me, and restored my heart with a song. It's about the freedom God gives us when we put our trust in him, regardless of our circumstances. Whether you're facing divorce, addiction, or family tragedies, redemption and victory is in your reach. No Turning Back Regardless is the story of what happens when you proclaim that you're going to follow and serve the Lord. Regardless. No turning back, regardless. The inspiring new book by Lisa Daggs, now available wherever books are sold.
4: I am Pastor Ernie Sanders, the voice of the Christian resistance. Join the Christian resistance. Listen to What's Right, What's Left on Faith Talk Detroit weeknights 10 to midnight. Coming to you live from Independence, Ohio. The voice of the Christian resistance. Join the Christian resistance. Listen to What's Right, What's Left weeknights 10 to midnight with Radio Pastor Ernie Sanders and Double X on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit.
1: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss on the Bible Talk program, where I deal with questions that you call in, no real challenge today, however, I will challenge you like crazy if you refuse to call, because what this is about is talking about the Bible, and really I covet your calls and your questions, all of us learn from them, and I can't believe it, I've got double John's on the line right now, uh, two Johns, both of them from Detroit, so <laughs> maybe they're twins or something. I don't know. What a coincidence. Let's talk to uh, John number one. How you doing, John?
4: Hey, I, am I John number one? Yeah,
1: you're John number one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> How's it going, Pastor? How are you doing this evening?
1: Good. Thank you for calling, sir.
4: Hey, I just uh, wanted to get my take on something, but really I wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, okay. Lately, every a lot of Christians have been pretty excited about uh, Kanye West kind of coming out as a born again Christian nowadays. Uh-huh. And um, you know, it's almost as if, yeah, hey, did you hear Kanye's a Christian? Kanye's a Christian, so therefore, it's cool to be a Christian. Um, you know, it's it's kind. I I think it's a, a great thing if he really is saved and he and he's proclaiming the gospel. And it's, uh, but at the same time, you know, it, I, I kind of get the fear that people are getting excited about it not because it's about jesus um but more just because it's kanye and i almost feel that it could be almost like you're you're putting him up as an idol and it's it's not as if you're excited about christ and uh, what christ has done for us on the cross but it's just oh wow kanye is a christian and therefore uh everyone come take a look kanye is a christian so therefore you should be a christian too not not coming to Christ for the right reasons, if you know what
1: I mean. Well, I tell you, it's possible. And uh, that's something uh, that, that does come to mind. You know, when any celebrity uh, embraces Christ, uh, yeah, it's, it's possible for that to happen. But, uh, of course, uh, uh, Conway isn't trying to say that he's a god to be worshipped or anything. It seems mm-hmm. as if he's very sincere with this. And so mm-hmm. there are things that could be, but until it really becomes, uh, uh, an, 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 if he violates okay, his position, then we can say that. Yeah. But right now we have no evidence that uh, uh, proves anything except that it seems as if Kanye West has had a real born-again experience, and he has a pastor to testify to it. It's not like he, okay. uh, he's been st- uh, studying and Bible study. Uh, in fact, uh, you've got uh, Bible organizations that are uh, selling Bible Bibles because of Kanye West, so uh, mm-hmm. so uh, we have to just wait. The evidence right now is on the side, seemingly to me, if I look at all that's out there, of him being saved. Of course, you and mm-hmm. I should be uh, uh, cautious, but uh, looks like that he really has embraced uh, the gospel. He's been taught by a pastor and talking about being born again and all of that. And we, and in fact, now yeah. and we need to support him because definitely, if he goes into error, well, we're ready to condemn error when we see it. But uh, as long as he is promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, uh, everything, uh, as you hear me always say on this program, is based on evidence and logic. So mm-hmm. there's no reason to, crit- to condemn him or criticize him. I don't. I never go with the crowd yeah. who says it might be. Might means nothing to me. I'm at the and, and I, yeah. now since I've been into theology and apologetics, there must be evidence for positions. But to be yeah. but to be skeptical at least to a degree, I- I'm with you there.
4: All right, cool. I just wanted to get your take on it. You're hearing uh, the media and everything. I, you know, just yeah, it's always good to hear what you got to say.
1: Well, and it's good uh, for you to uh, give us that, uh, but uh, word of uh, at least uh, being able to realize that, uh, regardless of who embraces the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, whether they're a celebrity or not, they've got to be preaching the truth. So,
4: uh, hey, and at least people are, uh, you know, like you said, though it's it's nice that it, it shows. It's almost like Tim Tebow. He used to put John three sixteen on his uh yeah on his face yeah. when he was playing football and if you looked up the google searches it, it was the number one search of the night you know maybe that, for the first time people are what what is john three sixteen? if anything he's pointing towards the gospel you if, if bibles are selling out now because Kanye that's says, right yeah i read the bible that's you know, right
1: that, that that that's that's helpful that's not hurtful so <laughs> <For> sure <laughs> so Amen, let's praise I god believe. for every good thing we see uh, but i agree with you though john but keep our eyes open right and be proud. I agree. Okay, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Let's see what's on the mind of this second John. Hello, John. How you doing?
6: Hi, Pastor Moss.
1: Hi, John.
6: Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? I sure can. Okay. Uh, I was listening to the show a couple of days ago in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. This says, Chris, Chris, one o'clock, is comes on on the same
1: station. Who is that now?
6: Chris. I can't think of the other name. Okay. It's, it's afternoon. And they, they brought something up, and I wanted to hear the answer, but they never said the answer, but they brought this up. And uh, I listened to you show on and off, so I figured you might be able to uh, explain that. They said, why are people leaving churches, turning away from God, and not believing in God? They uh-huh. brought that up, but they never answer. They, they never explained it.
1: Yeah. okay.
6: So, huh, I mean, they. it's it's uh, 1 o'clock, the show comes on. Have you ever heard of him, Chris? I don't 1 know. O'clock.
1: Chris, you just say Chris, it's, what's it's, the last name?
6: Yeah, I can't think of the last name. It's 1 o'clock, it comes on every afternoon, just like you come on, 6 o'clock. Uh-huh. And uh, they never, i I like to know why people are turning away from God.
1: Well, there's some, well, the Bible, to be honest with you, The Bible predicts a a turning away. Let us say that Uh, to talk about that is very biblical, because if we go to Second Timothy, chapter three and verse one, this is what it says. This know also that in the last days and we're in them now, we're in the last days, ever since the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we've been technically in the last days. Uh, this no also. They I didn't believe
6: that I. Mm-hmm. I heard those things earlier, but the question was why? What is the reason today that we can see what is causing that to people turn away? I mean, there had to be a legitimate reason, and they wanted to talk, and they slipped on to something else, and they didn't discuss that.
1: Well, I would so say basically. What, what
6: reason? I mean, we know it's coming; it's gonna happen. But what what is what is triggering it? This is this is what my I I heard in England, mm-hmm. in London, a lot of churches are being sold out. They they can't even pay the bills.
1: Yeah, and yeah.
6: other people are taking over. I and I don't understand why is it
1: happening. Oh, you you, well, you understand exactly why? No, you really, to be honest with you, you understand exactly why, and so do I. Uh, because it's not easy to understand at all. Because as you know, everything is in the Bible. And God has definitely okay. told us, right? It's as simple as this. Okay. It's as simple as John chapter 3, right? Mm-hmm. Where it says, uh, at verse 16, right? I'm going to go for longer. Some people just stop it at uh, 16, but we're going to go beyond that. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world, mm-hmm. he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting right. life. For God said not as right. Uh, his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him mm-hmm. might be saved. He that believes on him mm-hmm. is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And okay. this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world. The truth is come into the world. But men love darkness rather mm-hmm. than light. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. Men love darkness. And as we go on, more and more men continue to love The question
6: was why people are loving darkness. It wasn't like that 50, 60, 40 oh, it, years it's ago. it's always better. People were different. It's always that's Like your, your age, See, when, when you were coming up, there were better people in abundance. Today, yeah. they're not. Yeah, and, and, but that's what's happening.
1: Yeah, what happens is it just gets worse and worse. Why? Because yeah. people love darkness rather than light. And see, uh, knowing why it's happening, first of all, the Bible predicts it's going to. Uh, we've seen, we've seen, in fact, to be honest with you, John, well, well, why? It's because basically people want to turn away from God, but look at what we see, Uh what we're seeing, John, look at it, watch it. The Bible shows us this pattern time and time again, Adam and Eve, God uh, takes two, uh, he makes two individuals. They're innocent. Okay. Gives them everything. Okay. In the garden. They didn't need anything else yet. They chose to turn away from and get kicked out of the garden. Right. Then. Yes. We see that uh, uh, we get to about Genesis chapter 6. We look at uh, Mm -hmm. Noah, right? The world is sinning so Mm -hmm. much till God has to take this Noah and his family. uh, And uh, Mm -hmm. they escape the flood. Everybody else perishes. We go beyond that. Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. All, All the time we see this whole pattern repeated. Where man, okay, there are people who turn away from God. That is the choice that they make, and the Bible predicts that it's going to happen because men love darkness rather than light. So we, now you could go back to the good old days, and they were a little better, but still, uh, sin abounds. Okay? Sin abounds, and it's and it's it's worse, yeah. and it's going to get worse because the Bible predicts it.
6: Yeah. Thank you so very much, Pastor
1: Mark. Thank you. I appreciate the question. I appreciate it, and it's something that prompts us to pray. All right. Just talk to two Johns. Amazing. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And we might as well make this an, just an open air session. I don't need a challenge. You guys been calling. All we need is a few more callers. So I know somebody out there. Where's my bell? Somebody out there has a question to call Uh, Sister Moss is going to be calling in a little while to give you some uh, good news and some accolades to all the people who sent donations in to support this ministry to keep it on the air. All right. But the reason we're on the air is so that you who are listening will pick up a phone and call because your questions mean everything to the Bible Talk experience. So give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, uh, and uh, encouraging you uh, to come to strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, a church that's as good as its name. Have you noticed when you watch television programs and you see uh, Christian television and you watch the various ministries that come before you, Have you noticed, have you noticed how many preachers don't even have a Bible? They don't even open the Bible. All they do, I call them the walkers and the talkers. They just walk and talk. Now, listen, they may say some inspirational things, but rarely do I see someone opening up the Bible and breaking down the passages. You just don't see that anymore. And it is amazing. I'm not, not saying everybody does it that way, okay? Because we've got some good guys out there like uh, Dr. David, Jeremiah, and some others that very much stick to the text. But a lot of them are just walking and talking, and you, you don't even need a Bible. You, you could just, you know, just look at them, and that's enough. Might write down some gems of wisdom. But I don't believe there's any preaching that's any good unless you op- the pastor opens his Bible and the congregation does the same thing. Must be Biblical. So that's the name of the game, friends, is what does the Bible say? And in an answer to the um, uh, brother who called in about why are things getting worse, because we're moving further and further and further away from the Bible. That's really what I believe. A lot of church now is merely entertainment. That's right, merely entertainment. Uh, some of it is just, uh, uh, it's almost like a joke watching some of the Christian presentations that we see. Uh, so that's the problem. We've got to get back to The Bible number to call area code 866-423-9578 area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any question you have about the word of God is welcome here. Uh, All you got to do is call and all of our lines are wide open. So you won't have any trouble getting in. Uh, And then, you know, what he said uh, does prompt me to turn somewhere in the Bible. Uh, That gives an explanation, maybe more of an explanation and insight into what we see happening in our churches today, uh, where uh, uh, the church was warned. And evidently, uh, uh, maybe some have taken heed to the warning, but many have not. All you've got to do, all you've got to do to John, who called on the program, hopefully is still listening, is to look at Acts chapter 20, where Paul, he explained it. He broke it down. He let us know where he calls these preachers together, okay, uh, the Ephesian elders, okay, uh, from Elitas. He calls them together, and he says something to them that is absolutely awesome, right? First, he says in verse 26, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. That's what he said, okay? And Tony don't go anywhere. I got to stop midstream. Luke, the boss, has told me to take a break. and going to take a break. We'll be right back.
5: A Jihadist Comes to Christ. Hi, it's Michael with Bible League International, and I met young Ahmed, 14 years of age, a Syrian refugee, when I visited the Middle East earlier this year. He hated his mother and siblings. Why? They had become believers, but he was subscribed to radical Islam, in fact, was primed to blow himself up until his mother prayed for his salvation and he came to saving faith. He was beaten. He should not have survived that beating by the extremists that he hung around with. But the family fled in the middle of the night. He's been trained to share Jesus by Bible League. And guess what? Already about a 100 young men who were primed to be jihadists have come to Christ. He said to me with tears in his eyes through a translator, Michael, we need the Word of God here. And I said, Ahmed, those Bibles, they're coming. Bible League and Faith Talk Detroit are partnering to send God's Word to 2,600 persecuted believers. $5 sends a Bible, $50 sends 10. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give it faithtalkdetroit.com.
2: This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute.
5: For years, the Democrat Party has claimed to own, so
1: to speak, the vote of the entire black community, women, and the political high ground on abortion advocacy. But these partisan operatives may have a rude awakening. Meet Louisiana State Senator Katrina Jackson. As a state representative, she sponsored a bill that requires abortionists have admitting privileges at local hospitals. And the U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to review the case. This means there's the potential that the first time Roe v. Wade is significantly challenged, it would be thanks to a Democrat black woman who's pro-life. It's evidence abortion should be and is a bipartisan issue. No political party has the exclusive power over the right to life. That belongs to God.
7: Follow us on Twitter at Life Issues USA and stay informed. More informed than you've ever been.
0: Proverbs 133 says, whoever listens to me will be secure and without fear of evil. My name is Christy Anglin with Jesus Ask. Are you listening? Tune in on Saturday afternoons from 4 to 5. Looking forward to being here in the Detroit area as we talk about God and the political scene. Who's right? We know God is right.
7: Jesus asks, are you listening? Saturdays at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit.
1: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss on the Bible Talk program. Uh, going to go to Acts chapter 20, but before I do that, I want to talk to Tony to see what is on Tony's mind. Hello, Tony. How you doing? Hello, Pastor
6: Moss. Yes. Yes, Uh, Could you please uh, read and uh, give your um, explanation and uh, understanding on Isaiah uh, 45, 7? I will take a a listen off the air so I can take notes. Thank you.
1: Okay, Isaiah Isaiah 45 and 7, a scripture that we did go over, and um, um, I'll be glad to go over it again, where this is taken— to uh, mean something that uh, basically the text is not saying. Uh, And so, uh, in in other words, the Bible says things, but it comes down hermeneutically. What uh, do they mean here in Isaiah chapter 45 and verse seven, I form light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I do all these things. So, so then some would say, well, God created evil. Well, what does evil mean? As we pointed out in Numbers chapter 20, verse 5, what evil means is the absence of what is good. All right? To take away from something good is evil. God did not create that, He allowed that. When it says evil uh, here, though, it doesn't even mean moral evil necessarily. Uh, what it means is, in Isaiah 45 and 7, it means destruction. In other words, I form light, I create darkness. I make peace, and I create the opposite of peace, which is disruption. In other words, the evil used in the, uh, in the Hebrew in the context of Isaiah 45 and 7 is talking about destruction, right? But how do we know that? Well, because we have another uh, occurrence of this, Uh, where it gives us a a clear understanding of what evil means uh, uh, over, let us say in, uh, where can we look? Amos. I think Amos is a good place uh, to help us with understanding this. It is verse 6, where it says, Shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city, and the Lord hath not done it? What that is talking about is God judging a city because of its sin. That's what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. When God brought destruction to Sodom and Gomorrah, it was evil to the inhabitants that were experiencing it, but it was just. Uh, it was just of God to do it because of their sin. So sometimes evil means destruction and judgment. Okay, not uh, sin in terms of adultery, fornication, or things of that nature. So we have two definitions of it. All right. God does not create moral evil. God creates good. The evil that God brings is judgment for those who turn away from what is good and follow evil. Does that help you some, my friend? Oh, he just wanted to listen. okay, that's good. All right. Number to call area code eight six six. He got his he got his answer and, and and left. That's good. But if he ever needs any other questions, this is the place. Number to call area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Jeremy Moss. Oh, Sister Moss, how you doing?
0: I'm do I'm doing great. How about yourself this
1: evening? Just great, just great. A lot of people don't know uh, what you've been through. We haven't talked about it a lot on the air, but you had a diagnosis of uh, of, of cancer, uh, but uh, God took care of it and using a good medical science as well. And uh, also dealing with chronic fatigue, but you're doing much better now. And uh, there are many yes. in the listening audience yes. who do know. And uh, we just want all of you to know that we appreciate all the prayers that were sent up oh, concerning yes. uh, Sister yes. Maas. Yeah.
0: Yes, I surely do. I, I'm, I'm just totally uh, grateful and, uh, you know, uh, just uh, thank God for, uh, for, for all the saints, you know, sending up, sending up prayers.
1: All right. Well, thank you for calling, honey. What we wanted you to do was to uh, give us a, uh, a shout out for all the people who sent donations in to support uh, Bible Bootcamp and support the radio program. I mean, we, we got a real good uh, 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 turnout in our P.O. box uh, when I went uh, when I went there. So what are some of the names?
0: We sure did. We sure did, Pastor. And we're very grateful because, um, you know, um uh, of course, once again, the radio broadcast is listener-supported, so we do solicit and appreciate all the donations, and so I just want to take this opportunity just and, to and we, uh, give a shout-out to those first name and, gave. Yeah, first name only. I will give the first name and where they're from and the amount that they gave. Is okay. That okay? Yeah. Okay. Well, we have a Diane Lucas from Commerce Township, and she gave $100. And we have Diane Diane again from uh, Commerce Township who gave fifty dollars, and we thank God for Tom who gave one hundred dollars from Shelby Township, and we have Judy from Birmingham, Michigan, one hundred dollars. We have Philip from Rochester, Michigan, six hundred dollars. We have Glenn from Shelby Township, one hundred dollars. We have Linda from Detroit, Michigan. Fifteen dollars. We have Michelle from Baltimore, fifty dollars, and we have Desmond, thirty dollars from Dearborn. Desmond again, one hundred and eighty dollars. Desmond once again from Dearborn, thirty-one dollars, and Desmond once more from Dearborn, sixty-one dollars. We have Janet from Romulus, Michigan, twenty-five dollars, and Janet again from Romulus, Michigan, twenty-five dollars. And we have Jackie from Detroit, Michigan, $50, and Jackie, once again, from Detroit, $50. And we really do appreciate those donations.
1: Yes, we do. That's what keep this, uh, keeps yeah. this program going. And we encourage uh, all of you to continue to support this program by sending your donations to what address, Sister Ma? That's P.O. Box
0: 05879, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, four eight two zero five. That's once again, P.O. Box 5879 Detroit, Michigan, four eight two zero five, and we will make those checks or money orders out to Bible Boot Camp.
1: All right. Well, thank you, honey. We've got to take a break, and we'll be right back.
7: This is Lon Hie Chen of the Hoover Institution for Townhall.com. Fifty-two trillion dollars. That's the price tag for Elizabeth Warren's plan to bring single-payer, government-run health care to America. And believe it or not. That number may actually be a conservative estimate for what Medicare for All would cost. Analysts across the political spectrum have panned her plan to pay for all of this, and it's no surprise given the details. For example, she wants the IRS to do better at collecting tax revenue, 65 times better than even the best independent estimates suggest they can do. And even though she said the middle class won't pay more under her plan, she's calling for $9 trillion in tax hikes on payrolls, an increase that's sure to affect job prospects and wages for middle-income Americans. It's hard to believe that Elizabeth Warren's plan stands any chance of being passed into law, but voters are the ones who ultimately have to guarantee that her ridiculous plan gets left on the ash heap of history. I'm Lon Heachan.
4: Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Here's Dr.
2: Charles Stanley. My purpose is to give you a little capsule of the character of God, not only to get your own theological basis of understanding of who God is right, but also to give you something that makes you sensitive to error when you hear it. Hear volume three of the series, The Character of God, this week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley.
5: Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 1230. Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or the Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you.
2: God bless you. This is Cardinal Bishop Hoskins and...
0: Pastor Gene from Power of Faithful Gospel, Evangelical Music Ministry.
2: We're here live in the studio every second and fourth Sunday, 92.7 FM and 1500 AM at 1230.
0: Or on the internet at faithtalkdetroit.com. Join us the second and fourth Sunday at 1230 PM.
2: God bless you and God keep you. And keep walking, walking with the word.
0: God is peace, God is love, God is joy. God bless you. Hello, this is
3: Pastor Myron Jenkins, a Biblical Living Live radio broadcast. Join us as we take a look at God's Word on how to live God's Word the biblical way. Every Saturday at 11 a.m. on Faith Talk 1500, where preaching and teaching the Word is good, but living it is even better. Join us every Saturday as we take a look at God's Word. That's 11 a.m. every Saturday on Faith Talk 1500.
1: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. So if you've got a question and you want it answered now, call in now. There's time, but that time is running out. I'm looking at Luke's little beady eyes. He's watching everything on the screen. Uh, He's back there. Marcus is back there watching. They're giving you guys all the time you can, but the time is clocking away. The bell is ringing. So if you've got questions, call right now at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. In Acts chapter 20, this may be an answer to uh, uh, a caller, a guy by the name of John. He is looking at the church and wondering why we're drifting in such a bad direction. Well, it was prophesied. That's a a part of the answer uh, and a a very important part to to realize. God predicted, the Bible predicted, Jesus predicted that things like this would happen. But also over in Acts chapter 20, we see that Paul called a meeting uh, where he met with the Ephesian elders uh, uh, from Elitas. And he told them something when he got all the elders together. He had a prophetic message to give to them. And it's recorded in Acts chapter 20, verse 26. Here's what he said. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. Did you hear that? He said that he didn't have any man's blood on his hands. What is? He's an apostle. He's a preacher. How do you get blood on your hands? I'll tell you. By not preaching the truth about the word of God. Look at what he says. Wherefore I take you to record this day, Acts twenty, twenty six, wherefore I take you to record this day, that I am pure from the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. He said he preached the counsel of God from God's word. Paul didn't talk about name it and claim it, calling things into existence, weird little gods. He didn't talk like that, right? He didn't talk about eternal progression like the Mormons do will become gods. No, he talked the full counsel of God from the word of God. Right. He then he gives a warning. This is in Acts chapter 20, verse 28, where he says, take heed, therefore, unto yourselves. He warns the church. Watch. He warns the elders, the pastors. He says, watch, take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. What is the job of the pastor? The job of the pastor is to feed the church of God. And we're not talking about church picnics here. We're talking about with the word of God. okay? To feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Woe be to the man who stands in a pulpit and teaches things contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. After Jesus Christ has shed his blood for the church and for mankind. But Paul predicts it. He predicted this. And it's here. Acts chapter 20 verse 29. He says. For I know this. That after my departing. Okay. That means after he dies. Basically. Shall grievous wolves enter in among you. Not sparing the flock. And they will. They'll come in with all kind of gimmicks, selling you stuff just to get money, making the most outlandish things. Uh, buy this piece of cloth from me and it'll heal you automatically. Buy this oil from me. I prayed for it all night and it's guaranteed to heal you. You are God. You can name it and claim it. All these things. That's where we are today. Paul predicted it. Verse 29, for I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Then here's the scary part. Also of your own selves shall men arise from within the church. Oh, yeah. A lot of heresy, the Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, uh, the secret teaching, all these things used to be outside the church. Now they're in the church. Okay? Also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Okay. Because that's what the name of the game is now. It's not preaching the truth. It's seeing how many people you can pack into a building. Uh, and basically to teach the same kind of uh, catchy but false doctrines that you're teaching. So therefore, we have a warning that I would say this has not been heeded by the church at large today. Verse 31, therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, Paul said, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. See that? Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. That's the trouble. The church needs to start crying because of all of the falsehood that is taught today. Jesus Christ is being denied. Church has become just an entertainment place. It is superficially talked about. Uh, The only thing you hear mostly preached is wealth and health. And how rich has Jesus Christ made you? I'm here to tell you, the spiritual riches gained through the blood of Christ are more than any Cadillacs, houses, or money you can have. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. And Paul predicted it. And it gets worse before it gets better. Yeah, that's right. Bible doesn't have much good to say about the future except this one thing. Look up. Because Jesus will return. He's coming. He is coming. Bible says first Thessalonians 5 he comes as a thief in the night. so you've got to be ready. He's like a parent that's going to catch his children who are not following him like they should be. If you want to prepare for him, you better prepare now because we're already looking at apostasy and the apostasy that's in the church today is no doubt one of the main signs that Jesus that the rapture may take place really soon. So, Bottom line is, get right, church, and let's go home, recognizing the only way that we can be right is to believe in Jesus Christ, accept him as our Lord and Savior, become new creatures of Christ, and if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness like it says in 1 John. Thank God for the provisions that he's made for us. Well, good being with you guys. Appreciate it. And I'm looking through the window here, and I got two technicians back here. This program is so important, two technicians are working on it. But these guys are ready to, uh, no doubt, uh, go home as soon as they can. They've done their job, and they do a wonderful job as well. And we encourage you to keep listening to uh, this radio station and to this program as well. And send donations, PO Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Bootcamp Ministries. This is Pastor Moss. See you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries.